What is up, guys? You are checking out the Four Horsemen of Wrestling Podcasting. We are the greatest to ever do it. We hold multiple championships. And uh, if you do hold one of the championships, we're coming for your ass. I'm talking to you, What Culture Wrestling. We're coming for that number one spot. That'd be cool. Hell yeah. Uh, real quick, shout out. Symbiosis again, our champion right now. Make sure you give his channel a follow. Uh, sub, do all that stuff. Uh, I know last time I was talking to him, he is at 47, so he needs three more to hit 50, and then we can start subbing to him and everything like that. What's up, Johnny Wilds? My boy Johnny in the chat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, huge, huge shout out to Randizzle joining us today. What is up, bro? What's and now on, I'm going to pass the mic to Fern and let him run the, uh, run the program today. Yeah. I don't know about running, but uh, we're gonna get through some things today. Get a little, little we got a few things going on. Uh, as always, welcome, welcome. It's uh, nice to be back on another Thursday night, talking mm -hmm. wrestling, talking what we love the most, wrestling. Yes, sir. Uh, a few things are running. Well, we we got to talk about the week that's passed in wrestling, I and mean, we we just went through uh, a pay per view with uh, AEW, AEW Revolution. That was a banger of a pay-per-view. If you got a chance to watch it, four hours, just about four hours, five if you count the uh, the pre-show. The pre-show. The, pre there was a quite a bit of wrestling the, this past Sunday night, and uh, oh, we just lost Randy. No, we lost Gabe. Oh yeah, we, we lost, lost Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> there we are. Sorry, it it <laughs> jumped. It had you over here, and then you swung over here, and I was like, oh, what? Gabe was just in that spot. <laughs> I, how much you want to bet he forgot to put the uh the the charge on his laptop? No, that's pretty good. Can you still hear me? Let's do it. I can hear you. You're blue man. I'll get there. I'll you're get there. Man. We can't see you, Cena. We can't see you. Man, I, I know you said this is an old laptop, but I now I see. I get it. Now. <laughs> there you go. Hold on, hold on. I'll get there. There you go. We got the little boxes going. Well, I, we go. I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm so sorry. I'm back. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're... See what happens? You, you, you change spots. You're like, right. man, let me step it up. Let me get a mic and a camera and stuff. We're, we're gonna do it legit. And now it's all going to shit. Yep. All right. No way. Well. We can't sure. have changes. We can't have changes. Yeah. But my bad. We can say that uh, AEW <laughs> is changing and doing and making some major changes right now. Uh, I know, uh, Gabe, you haven't had a chance to watch, so earmuffs, uh -oh. but, uh, we'll go ahead and spoil some, some of the good stuff that's going on. Uh, during the pay-per-view, uh, Adam Page did retain the belt against, uh, Adam Cole, which to me was a travesty because I did want to see it change hands. Uh, but it was kind of, kind of interesting to see him, uh, be the, uh, the second match or really the first match, but the second segment in the show. Uh, this past Wednesday, fighting against the uh, number two Dante Martin with it. What do you guys think about uh, what they're doing with the belt right now? Because it's not really much. <laughs> That's smart play. It's smart play because because Dante's a homegrown, right? So you're gonna put him in some form of limelight because he's about to go right back to a tag team with his brother. His brother's got an injury. He's gonna come right back. So why not give him a little bit, you know, a little bit of shine so you can see what he does? And then you're like. Man, I want to see him and his brother. If he can do this, and he's the younger brother, I believe, what can they do as a tag team? Because they're trying to build his tag team division. You can see that when they're putting Daniel Bryan and Mox together. 
they're putting all these little factions together to try to build up this team, this team thing. But we'll see. Realistically, I thought Anybody? it was super super odd. Um, AEW has a ton of tag teams, a ton. Um, yeah, and again, the title match being the second match of the night just shows that let, let's be honest here uh hangman hasn't had a really great run because his matches have been stale as you know what uh i'm not adding to the swear jar today uh but his matches have been super stale and they're gonna continue to be you know Hey, I get it. You gave him the strap because he had the fans behind him and stuff, but he's not really that great of a champion. Yeah, they boo him a lot now. They boo him a lot now, more than ever. Yeah, I think the I think the only thing I like about this really is this kind of reminds me of the old WCW where all the cruiserweights were stuck being cruiserweights. At least, at least, just gave Dante Martin a bit chance to be on TV. And, you know, fight, uh, wrestle for the heavyweight belt. You know, WCW never did that. But, of course, we know he wasn't going to win. But they, they they did not give him the opportunity to at least try to look good, you know, competitive. But I, I think about Dante Martin is his brother's back now. And like Randy said, they're going to be a team again. But the last thing, as far as I remember, none of them were good on the mic. So I wonder if it's going to be a third person who's going to be their mouthpiece. Well, speaking that's of tag AW's teams, downfall, the, uh, though. that's AEW's downfall. They always want to add more and more mm-hmm. and more. Mm-hmm. So you're saying more is less? Yeah, and, and a lot of these young guns, a lot of these young people, young you know fighters, especially AEW like homegrowns, adding another mouthpiece or a veteran as a mouthpiece like Christian with Jurassic Express stuff like that. Like you, yeah, you give them some, you give them eyes, you get eyes on them, but you're kind of killing their chance to grow. Right, you're kind of you get a sting with Darby. Like it's getting it's it's getting eyes on him because a lot of people love Sting, but you're not you're still taken away from that young that young talent, in my opinion. See, now I don't know which way to go. Now I wanted to talk about the tag team uh, championship match that happened during a uh, Revolution, but can we talk about Sting jumping off from the crowd onto how many tables uh, with Andrade? Come on. Yeah, old man, at sixty-two, was... doing that. Hey, he's, do, he's he's doing it for the fans. AEW is a promotion for the fans, and people want to see a sixty-two-year-old man still do his thing. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's just to me, it, it was cool to watch, but I, I don't. I fear, I fear for more. I fear more for his life because he's older now than actually watching him do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean. It, it's it's nice it's nice you know hey why not right because he's not taking as much bumps as he would if he was a full time you know he's he's a spot he's a spot guy right mm-hmm. but sometimes spot too monkey. much this less right too much too, sometimes you do too much in the match eh, it kills it but I kind of marked out I liked I liked I've never seen Sting really go through a table or take those chances and it was nice mm-hmm. to see it even though he was old it was still nice to see it was a surprise to me for sure. We good on audio? Yeah. Okay. No. Cause, uh, okay. Yeah. It kind of kind of went quiet there. I was like, oh. It got real creepy all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, showrunner. Well, when it dips, you got to step in. 
I'm just making sure because I well I saw his mouth move and I didn't hear nothing. All right, anyway, uh, tag team championships, uh, Jurassic Express, they kept the belts, but it did see more of a feud between Red Dragon and uh, Young Bucks. What do you guys take on that? Can't believe they still have the titles. Hurry up and get the straps <laughs> off them. God damn. You know what? Match of the night, regardless. If you don't like, I don't like Jurassic Express, but still the best match out of the whole card to me. Yeah, from what I watched, I, I think I was only able to watch the the uh, the pre-show on YouTube, and I saw two matches before everything got glitchy. But that that three-way uh, tag team title match that was legit. Even though I wanted the Red Dragon to win, like I was entertained the whole time, and I like being entertained. If, I, if I'm entertained the whole time, it was that's a great match. Like it didn't bore me. Like there was action nonstop. Yeah, to me, that was like that's like has to be like an A minus. If I was if I was rating these matches, that was a good match. There was a lot of good spots for sure. That's that's what, I think that's what made the match really flow. There was a lot of good spots for every team. It wasn't just the you know the Bucks or Red Dragon. There was there was spots for everybody. So it was it was nice to see. Yeah. So what do you think was the better match, that or the pre-show? Uh, House of Black versus Death Triangle. Bro, that was a good match too. I'm not gonna lie, that should have been on the card. Yeah, I don't know why that was a pre-show match. Yeah, that was a good match. I was happy I saw that one. And and it was Buddy Murphy in the group now. It just makes sense. And they have they have matching attire in a way. So they're all black now, but this you know they still have their own attire. So it's a it's a it's a tag team. Hookamania should have been on the card. I don't know why he was pre-show. Hookamania. Should have been on the card. Yeah. Yeah. And hook. That's our next world champion right there. Just letting you know right now. Hook They're building maybe it. Maybe FTW champ. Maybe FTW, but that's about it. <laughs> so, uh, Randy, Ferns kicked off the show. We need a replacement. Are you down? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I mean, okay, he I'll is a, a, I make my own show, and no one will watch, and I'll be happy. I'll watch it, buddy. I'll watch it. Never mind. See, look, you already messed up, Cody. I got one of your viewers. <laughs> we're we're gonna start the Thursday night wars. They yes, yes, uh, yes, and I'll do it an hour earlier on purpose. That way, they're too, too tired to watch your show. You know. So right now, so going going back to Hook, like they're building him. Like we all see him on Rampage. I don't. I don't think we'll see him in a main card until they start putting him on Dynamite. Like to me, that's the baby steps. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, until they put him on babies, that I, I mean, on Dynamite, and they get him off QT Marshall, and maybe put him on Andrade. You know, someone, someone, I guess more mid cardish. Then I don't think we'll see a Hook at least on a pay per view for at least a while. No, I, I think they're doing it right because right now they're giving you a reason to watch Rampage. If mm-hmm. if he's got the hype built up on him and he's winning his matches and he's just doing <clears> what he does, you're gonna want to watch Rampage. Yeah. Just like everyone watched The Rock on SmackDown, right? Because the SmackDown was the Rock show. Yeah. Right now, they're kind of they're kind of building those two people. No. Oh no, 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 no! Of course, of course, <laughs> it, it will never be the comparison you want. But I mean, you can see that you you're able to to attach a name to a show, and lately that's been kind of hard. Other than your tribal chief on SmackDown. I'm sorry, it's Randy's tribal, tribal chief. Randy's tribal chief on SmackDown. Oh, you're a Reigns fan? <laughs> the big Roman Reigns. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. He's just mad that I said 
he loves CM Punk a little too much. That's all. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa. Britt still has the strap. Super happy What's about with that? that. Super shocked that she has the belt still. I really thought they were going to take it off of her. Super glad that they upgraded that belt because they yes. were doing yeah. it injustice. It's still not what I would like to see. I want the big flashy belt like the teen TBS championship is. Uh, I do think it's dumb that the TBS championship looks better than the women's championship, but I'm glad it's still got some kind of an upgrade. It looks like the yeah. old uh, Intercontinental Championship. Yeah, I can see like. that. Looks like the old Intercontinental Championship. I mean, that's a good strap compared to that little circle they had, that little oval on a on a on a little waist belt. I mean, that's yeah. loads better. Loads better. I'm I'm just happy they changed it because you know, of course, it was it was feminine, and now it looks like an actual championship belt. Like they they wanted to make the women's division serious, and one way to do it was a get rid of that silly looking belt and actually have a belt that, hey, like, I get rid in person. A random guy would be like, oh, okay, I can wear that. I'll wear that belt. Like, to me, that that championship is more, it, it, it symbolizes more power than what the other past two recreations did. Yeah. I honestly didn't think they were going to have it on a on an American woman right away because uh, Kenny Omega was pushing a lot of his Japanese friends, and that's who they hired in the beginning were a lot of Japanese wrestlers before they started mm-hmm. putting a lot of the indie darlings on there. And I think that's why they kept the belt small. Cause I mean, look, look at a lot of the, the women wrestlers in the beginning that were from Japan. They weren't, they weren't big women. Yeah. I think uh, a regular size belt, like let's say a, a U.S. title belt or intercontinental belt would be way too big for them. Yeah. They, I think for the longest time they had a, uh, I think her name was Riho, the yeah, tiny little Asian, like she's like this big, like she was a champion for a little bit. So I don't care. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was her belt. Yeah. Well, I know we can go on and on about Revolution. There were a lot of matches, but let's kind of touch up on what happened yesterday. Uh, I think the title of the show, or at least the theme of the show for uh, Dynamite yesterday yesterday should have been uh, either spring changes or spring cleaning because there were a lot of uh, different events that happened. Uh, Randy, you want to touch up on some of the things that happened yesterday? Real quick, I I would say the title for the show should be Backstabbers. (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe i, I mean I, could, yeah, sammy, so I missed i missed a lot so go <laughs> well sammy lost his belt which is a smart play right bringing in jeff hardy i mean i don't have an opinion about that i like jeff hardy but too soon he, he needs to work out yes you can, you can yes. tell he's not in shape right now did, did you see sting's face yeah. Did you see Sting's face when he came out? He's like, oh, here we go. Old TNA habits, right? You just you got this guy who who just came off a bender, and here I have to help him out. Now it looks like I'm gonna, they're going to pair him with me to make sure I, I'm, I babysit him, essentially. That's what it looks like. So, that's I mean, a lot, lot of things happen. I mean, that's one of the, one of the things. Yeah. I feel like I was telling Fern, I feel like I'm... I'm all, I'm kind of worn out from so many surprises, right? They've ruined surprising for, like, surprises for me. Like, Every every week it's someone new. Every week or something, someone's getting signed and do something with what you have with your current roster. Don't keep on signing people. Yep. I mean, you're gonna end up being you're gonna end up being WWE, and that's what you're ended up being. Like half your roster is WWE, the other half is Indies. How many homegrown people do you really have? Not much. So 
Yeah, they're all on YouTube now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're all Ring of Honor now. Yeah, Uh, yeah, probably. I can see that too. In 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 the beginning, New Japan, now Ring of Honor or WWE, right? That's all. That's all it is. That's that's my opinion about it. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, what what else? What else happened for? Uh, you had uh, FTR with a with a little promo segment uh, backstage with Tully and uh what was looking like they were trying to talk about family first before anything else uh totally got in the way and said everything should be about the championships y'all lost the championships you need to get them back y'all were in a couple of matches uh, uh battle royals and lost those and then what happens ftr got rid of totally blanchard was that a smart move quick shout out to pb he is on the chat right now. He's just, he said, what's up, Randy? <laughs> hey, Randy. <laughs> so was that a smart move about uh, FTR uh, releasing uh, Tully Blanchard as their manager? Yes. The Like you said, the spring changes, Wardload leaving, they're, they're no longer really that group that stable um they can just kind of go and and do their own thing now like they've been champions at other places they've been champions at AEW they are good enough that they don't really need a manager and mm-hmm. he can be utilized with any one of the other numerous teams that AEW has well, see, yeah, that's that's very true. I think I think losing Tolly is a plus for them. Uh, he didn't really do anything to the team. He didn't add much on the mic or anything, so he was kind of dead weight. I want to say the only reason why he was mixed with them is to give FTR that old school feel wrestling that everyone says they always do. You know what I mean? So what's what's better than an old school wrestler like 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 uh, putting it with Tolly Blanchard? Uh, Blanchard. So to me, it makes sense, but they definitely are better off without them. We also did see on the show uh, Wardlow's face turn. I mean, we did see it at the pay-per-view. Uh, he did win the Face of the Revolution match, and then he came out and talked and is telling everyone this is Wardlow's world. Everyone in the back oh. needs to realize we are in Wardlow's, Wardlow's world. You can't say that fast. I can't, I can't um, even say it. Yeah, right? Wardlow's world. Uh, do you guys see him as being a major player now that he has uh, pulled himself away from the pinnacle and MJF? Oh, definitely. You'd be a fool not to. The pop from the crowd, him going face, like if he doesn't get a push, that's just stupid. They're doing the Bautista yeah. push. They're doing the Bautista push. He's not a great talker, but with some, with some help, he can really kind of distinguish himself as a big man who can probably and, you know, and can fight. He is uh, set to face the winner. Well, now it's... Uh... Scorpio Sky, the new uh, TNT champion. He they're face. They're going to be facing off at St. Patty's Day Slam. Was it St. Patrick's Day Slam next week, San Antonio? I'm excited. Oh, is, it, is it called something? Is it going to be? Uh, it's it's, it's themed. Next Wednesday is themed. It's called the St. Patrick's Day Slam. Oh hell, hell yeah! Okay, I'm excited for that now. <laughs> I, I want Emma Rosa to win the women's title in San Antonio. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I hope they could pull something out of their 
behinds. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Uh, that's a good, a good little segue. They ha- they do have that match set up. Uh, they had a number one uh, an, an eliminator match, and it was uh, Layla Hirsch, who was number one in the women's division, versus Thunder Rosa, who was number two. Uh, mm-hmm. Thunder Rosa won. So now they're gonna do a steel cage match. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for the championship at St. Patrick's Day Slam. Oh hell, she's gonna. She, y'all know she's gonna win. Yeah, you know. What I mean? We know. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. We know she's gonna win. There's no way. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Hell yeah. So is that a good thing or a bad thing that they're taking the the strap off of Britt Baker because she's been holding it down for quite a while? Yes I, and I no. All right, I'm going to say yes and no. I, I'm 50-50 on it because she has been holding it down for a while, but she's kind of had to. The AEW yeah. women's division has been awful. Like, there's no other way to say it. It's been awful. Uh, hopefully now her passing that means that they have a little bit more confidence in the women's division. Uh, either that or we're about to just see... Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker feud for a while again. But I, I really think with Van Zant coming in, you know, she knows what it is to train, so she can train and really help this division. Jade, of yeah. course, has been getting better slowly, even though I know Fern doesn't like her. You know, she is getting better. Uh, just they are doing the smart thing and slowly letting these people go, but they let Britt hold on to the belt while the division caught up to her. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I'm I'm totally okay with Britt Breaker losing the championship. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I t- in my opinion, I think Britt Breaker is the star in the women's division still, even if she loses it. Um, But I don't know how long she's had a title, but I feel like it's time because eventually you can only watch so many championship women's match or women's championship matches and be like, man, she won again. Kind of like Hangman. Like it's getting like eventually you're getting tired of it. But I guess I can't make that comparison because Hangman is to me just a a boring wrestler in general. So I'm excited that if if Thunder Rosa wins in San Antonio, like I will be the first one to jump up and down and flash and do all this crazy stuff. I'm so excited. Like I'm nerding, I'm nerding out now. I'm not, I'm not even there. Like I'm, when I get there, I'm going to be 400 dork. I'm going to say I guarantee this. It. I'm a, I'm going to, we, we as a collective have been, I was telling Fern, we're either super marks or wrestling has gotten super predictive. Cause this show has been on point about everything that's been going on. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna dip my toe back back in the water and see if we can get this one right again. Thunder Rosa is gonna win, and we're gonna see Baker and her kind of go back and forth and feud for a little bit, while Ty Conti yeah. feuds with Van Zant to bring Van Zant in. Ty Conti is gonna end up being the one that comes out on top of that. So we're gonna see Thunder Rosa and Ty Conti battle for the championship. Yeah, that's a possibility. I'm gonna play the long Thunder game, Spanish. and I'm gonna put a Thunder long Spanish. prediction out there. That's a possibility. I just think there's there's too many there's not enough women in the division to have two titles. What happened like to Ruby Soho? What happened to who? YouTube. Ru- what happened to Ruby Straight Soho? to YouTube. Jesus. Yeah. I mean she was I mean, I guess it's just like 
hey, we got a wrestler from WWE. Let's put him on TV for a little bit. And then when that fizzles down, YouTube. They're still getting paid. She also is a veteran wrestler. She's been in the business, what, 15, 16 years. So so hopefully they're using her to help prime some of the up-and-comers that they have on the... uh, uh, the developmental shows, what is it? Uh, dark and uh, dark. elevation. Elevation. So mm-hmm. if if they're smart, they're they're going to utilize her and her talents because, I mean, who knows how many coaches they actually have to get some of these women where they need to be. A lot of people don't realize, or at least understand, with all these independent wrestlers that they're picking up along the way, whether they've had a name or not, growing up or going through the business. A what lot of these up, aren't... symbiosis. Hold up, real quick, because shout out symbiosis. He just comes in Again, out of nowhere bro. and drops a hundred bitties on us. Thank you so much. I got to give him the yep. symbiosis. <laughs> woo! Woo! That Ric Flair. Woo! Yeah. Uh, we said it at the beginning of the show, and it definitely needs to get repeated. Uh, you see symbiosis is named by the championship belt. He is our current. Recap Mania champion, make sure you go give his channel a follow. Uh, Symbiosis, uh, how many how many are you at right now? Because I know you're getting close to 50. Is it 47? Uh, I think he's at 40, 43. He's at 43, so we need seven more. Uh, we have Good seven day, viewers man. right now, so the six viewers besides Symbiosis, if you are not following his channel, please go do so right now, please. If you beat Sunday's recap, with the number of followers, the Sunday's recap got to uh, hook you up with some biddies. <laughs> Just putting it out there right now. Some biddies. That's why you said that. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, maybe lose my train of thought, but that's all right. Uh, as far as the independent wrestling is concerned, it's like a lot of these people aren't TV ready, and it Not shows. Yeah. It shows in their in their promos because they're kind of letting them do what they want. Randy and I were talking prior to the show and that's one thing that does stand out. Tell them Randy. I mean, <clears throat> these young people, like Fern said, they're not, they're not used to being in the camera. So, but at the same time, they don't have any structure. So they don't, they don't, you know, WWE has, every, everyone's tired of WWE, but they have a system, right? They have coaches strictly for speaking on the mic, right? Building that, building a character. And when you let people run free, it's nice if you have some kind of personality or you already have a character that's already had some traction. But all these young people don't, they might have some of the coaches, you know, in the background talking to, hey, you should do this and you should do that. Because AEW has a lot of vets in the back and a lot of older wrestlers, but they still don't have a consistent class. I heard uh, the Jericho podcast and they were talking to Britt Baker and Britt Baker's like, you know, I, I asked Jericho for help when he can help me. With, with talking on the mic, WWE they have classes for that. So all these young all these young guns that are coming up, they don't they don't. There's no structure to what they're trying to put out in the mic. I mean, any anyone can come out week after week and talk trash and maybe create some kind of heat. But if you're a baby, a baby face, how how do you build that kind of following, right? Unless you're doing YouTube yeah. stuff on the side or doing online social media stuff, maybe. But at the end of the day, like. You're doing a lot of these people a disservice, and I can see why AEW is consistently putting these vets with these teams, right, you're, as a mouthpiece because they're trying to show him, show them how to, you know, go to ropes. But they're still not TV ready. They're they're elevation and dark ready, 
But TV ready, they're, they're gonna they're doing a disservice bringing all these new people in, all these WWE stars. You're pushing everyone that you should be helping and creating stars with homegrown stars. You're pushing them to the back burner, and eventually they're gonna fall off. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just hard to gauge, right? I mean, I'm not the biggest PC fan as far as, but it's a system obviously that works to run that puts oil in the machine. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. I mean, it's eventually gonna fizzle out. And you're going to see people, I mean, a lot of people just lose their jobs. They're going to go back to the indies, which is nice because, you know, Tony Khan's still letting them be able to have connections with the indies with a, a solid paycheck and at the same time. So we'll just see how, how they they go forward, if they're going to continue to sign a gazillion people and, and see what happens to all these rookies and all these homegrown, you're breaking into the business. But, I mean, only only time will tell realistically on that end, on that front. Mm-hmm. So real quick, since it's, uh, I didn't see Dynamo this past Wednesday, did anything happen with Ryan Regal? He is now the new manager for um, John Moxley and Daniel Brian Danielson. Oh, so they're a team now. Okay. Yeah, I will say I think Mox is hurt. He he looks like shit uh, on Dynamite. Yeah, he, he's he, he was the kinda going around the ring with a with a limp. Oh. So, I mean, who's to say how hard he went from the uh, from the pay per view? Yeah, hopefully he'll be okay for San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's going to be nice to San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're yeah. we're getting more than just dynamite. We're also getting rampage, and I want to say, uh, prior to they're also doing uh, I think they're doing a couple of elevation matches or or uh, or dark matches. So. It's going to be okay. interesting to see what they're going to do live because uh, I want to say see uh, time is six o'clock or six thirty. But yeah, yeah they it, film Rampage right after, right? Yes. Well, yeah. they at least by what it said on on the uh, on the site with the tickets that they're doing Rampage right after. They're giving they're giving yeah. a show. Apparently, I had to add to Google it, but after Dynamite goes off air, it's like a thirty minute intermission, and then they after that thirty minutes they start filming Rampage. Nice. So I don't think I don't think it'll be over till like eleven. Honestly, it's gonna be late. <laughs> uh oh, it's gonna be past your bedtime. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, luckily, hey, I'm smart. I took a day off, so I'll be off the next day. <laughs> I'll give you that much. I'll give you that much. Yeah. All right. Uh, kind of to swing things over. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in AEW, but uh, since we're still on the road to WrestleMania, WrestleMania is uh what now uh less than a month away. Uh, have you guys been noticing some of the changes that are going on? Mid card changes. Ricochet mm-hmm. is now the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Finn Balor is the United States Champion, and Dolph Ziggler is the new champion at NXT 2.0. How you guys yeah, feeling about some of these that. changes going on? Ricochet has always been my boy. I mean, even when he was Prince Puma, um, it's it just sad it took. WWE to fire tons of wrestlers for him to finally get a chance to be on TV and win a belt. Like he should have been already up there before all these firings ever took place. I he's to me he's he's a Superman. Like he's the definition of Superman hero. Like he he flies. He does incredible things. I know on this last past Friday Night SmackDown he did like a somersault and he flew out the ring backwards. Like. He's always been amazing, and I just, I, I just, I'm happy it's finally his time, and I hope he don't lose it like next week, 
Like, I hope he don't lose it this fast Friday. You know, like, you know how WWE does it? Like, he'll win a bell and then he'll lose it next week. So I hope they don't get. I don't hope. I hope they don't give him the Sami Zayn treatment. Right. No. Hey, RK Bro got the tag team titles again. Oh, yeah, took him off American Alpha. So I could have done that, without that. that. Was, I think that was a smart play. Randy Orton needs yeah. to be on WrestleMania, regardless. Yeah. He needs to be on WrestleMania. I'm yeah, still. They, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for this buildup. Apparently. Uh, Seth Rollins is going to do something. He, Seth Rollins really, literally went black on all his social media accounts. So I have a feeling that's going to lead up to something to WrestleMania. Possibly the uh, the him fighting against the uh, Cody Rhodes coming back. Oh, maybe. It's that that's a a, a small rumor that's floating around. He's got to be he, someone because I mean, you have two days. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you not have Seth Rollins on, on WrestleMania? Yeah. He's the name you need on there, just like Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Me, Seth Frick, you, don't, you don't trademark Seth freaking Rollins and say it every single chance you get on TV just to not have him on WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so he's got it. I, I just, I'm just curious how what's going to lead up to him being in WrestleMania. And how about uh, Stone Cold accepting the uh, the open challenge or the, the invitation from... Uh, Kevin Owens. I'm Anybody super stoked. Stone Cold? I'm super stoked for it. I thought the video was great. His video response. Uh, of course, uh, JR has come out on his podcast saying that Stone Cold's not really happy with the way they're planning it. Uh, this would be the second planned return for him. And the first time, he wasn't happy with it either. Uh, they wanted him to come in and lose. Uh, I think it was 2010 they wanted Stone Cold to come back and do one last match. And they were going to have him lose, and he, he said no. Uh, now he's agreed to it, but they are kind of changing things on the fly. And he's not happy with the changes that are happening. So we'll see. Yeah. I think he he wanted a match. And then they're trying to make it like a brawl with the RK or RK RK bro with the uh, Kevin Owens show, the KO show, uh, instead of just a regular match. And that's one of the things that he's not happy about. Yeah, I'm a little confused by that because I'm fortunate enough to go to WrestleMania on Saturday. I'll be there, and I'm happy Stone Cold is going to be on that day. But I'm a little confused because I, I like like Cody said. They have him build to, to talk on the KO show. Like, it's not going to be a wrestling match. Like, but will it turn into a wrestling match? Like, all that shit talking, sorry, Jar, that Kevin Owens has said about Texas. Like, I'd be more excited if it was a match, Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold. But it kind of bums me out that it's just the KO show and we don't know what's going to happen. Of course, there's going to be a stunner. I already know Stone Cold's going to stun yeah. the hell out of him. So I wish it was more of a match and less of. Oh, maybe an opening segment to WrestleMania. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be talking. They're gonna go back and forth, and then Stone Cold's gonna try to cheers him a beer, and right when he pretends to do it, mm-hmm. KO's gonna try to turn it around on him, try to do it. Stone Cold's gonna move out of the way, and then stun him, and then dump a mud hole in him, and then drink some beers. It's Texas in Dallas. Yeah, right. It's gonna be a huge. Once once he stuns Kevin Owens, it's gonna be a huge pop because it's Texas. You know. What I mean? 
I mean, he was talking smack about Texas, and now we all got him back. Exactly. It just like sucks it. since, you know, Stone Cold has said, depending on how this match goes, if he feels good enough, he would like to continue to do a couple of matches. Uh, so for them to change it and not do a match and just do this KO show shit, like, I'm sure that's one of the big reasons why he's disappointed. He basically wanted to see if he, he still had it. Protocols. He probably didn't pass protocols, you know, and, and that's a liability insurance, you know, a liability thing. They probably didn't pass protocols or whatever, and they're like, we don't want to put you in danger. Would they still use him for how many things? I mean, they use him for a lot of things. You don't hurt your, uh, you don't hurt an asset like that, you know? So that's, so that's that the kind of the route you're like. Well, that begs to ask, is Stone Cold AEW bound? No. No, no, no. No, I think I think it's too entwined with Vince to ever think about going. So he's pretty much retired. It's just Vince needing people to make WrestleMania uh, the extravagant, gigantic, whatever, stupendous thing. You know, this year. Believe me, as much as we would love to see something like that happen, it ain't gonna happen. But I could always be in the WWE ring. Yeah, I could see Cody's point of view though, because if this turns out, if this KO Stone Cold thing. Becomes a match, they can draw it out, and the next big pay per view, of course, is SummerSlam. So they can they can make that into a SummerSlam match, and I would totally watch that. Because mm-hmm. last SummerSlam was, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that was a that was a, that wasn't good at all, man. Everything in between was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, well, I think we they uh... gotta go back to the old format. They gotta go back to the old formats of just the major pay per views and have the filler pay per views with NXT, and that's it. I mean, you, you have a, a pay-per-view every month. Like, you kind of water down the product, you know? Build up build up the TV spots, build the storylines a little stronger, and then have the major pay-per-views, right? You have all the little vengeance and all those little little things with NXT people. Build those, have them, you know, the fillers in between instead of having Raw and SmackDown, all these all these dang uh, pay-per-views nonstop. Or premium, yeah. premium whatever they call it now. Premium mm-hmm. live event. Yeah. Premium live event. Nope. No one pays it for wrestling anymore unless you're AEW. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> all right. Well, with uh, all the recapping, I guess we, we've uh, we kind of touched up on. Let's uh, let's get into a little bit of a topic. Let's get a little discussion going on. Uh, one thing that uh, came to mind that uh, I was talking with uh, Randizzle two one zero, Mister Randy, about during the week, uh, so I can really kind of come on to get on was what's something we can talk about, and he said he brought up factions. And I thought that was a good topic mm-hmm. we could touch on. Let's, uh, I got a, a couple of fun facts about factions. Uh, I know we can list some factions and stuff of, of, pe- of factions and stables that we do know, you know, groups of gentlemen that have been put together, as well as, uh, why are you being sexist? Some females can be in factions. Yeah, yeah. I'm across <laughs> Cynthia. Then Jake, why hasn't Jake. there been a female faction? There has been. There has been. That's actually fought against another female faction. Oh, yeah. The POS. There's, there's not, yep, POS. There's not good... Who? POS, piece of... Oh. <laughs> okay, my bad. There's enough to I make two factions and fight against each other. Yeah. Come on now. Don't stop a mud hole if you ain't ready to put the mud on your boots. I'll tell you this. You can't put a bunch of females together and expect them to work together. Sorry. That ain't going to happen. True. Yeah. 
True. He barely put two together, Bailey and Sasha. They turn each other any chance they got. That's just I'm two. I'm surprised of them. we're getting to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so fun fact because Cody loves fun facts when it comes to any kind of subject we talk about. Who or what was the first faction in wrestling? Give the me the name birds. of the stable or faction name. Wasn't it the Freebirds? Or am I, am I wrong? Okay, well done. I'm done. It was called the First Family Stable, and it was put together by Jimmy Hart in 1977. Oh, wow. And that uh, that stable or faction uh, lasted for oof, for for a couple decades. Uh, they went over. They went through 31 different wrestlers. Uh, names that stuck out of there were the Bruise Brothers, Buddy Landell, and Andy Kaufman. Oh, Andy Kaufman, the crazy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, a a difference between a faction and a stable. Do you guys know what it is? The number of people Please. in it. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, but the one that that uh, that stood out when I when I looked that question up was stables have a leader or a spokesperson, where factions are generally just larger than stables. So, so for like legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy, what you got for me for uh, actions? As far as like past, and some past, and present, present, future, future endeavors. We can go old school attitude era. Go DX, Nation of Domination, the Ministry, the Corporation, the Corporate Ministry. I mean, there was a lot of big factions helping out all those the no names right you had you had the minions and you have the leaders i mean you, there's a lot i mean you, you still consider the outsiders a faction before the nwo right nwo is a, essentially a stable right they had one leader and then they became three leaders and uh, and then it was like nwo nwo wolfpack lwo i mean there's there's just raven's nest right to censor i mean you can you can put at the was it undisputed era in there as well so i mean there's you can rattle off a bunch of lists and different and different factions it's just there's so many right the four horsemen i mean how, how many integrations of the four horsemen have you seen gabe i've seen like three three or four yeah. different versions and it, it is sad i wish AEW would bring that back because AEW would be the best platform for a new four horsemen game just because it's on TNT or a tbs or whatever what was the name of the faction that the Four Horsemen became? The Japanese syndicate shit? Oh, wow. That's new to me. Ooh. That one I don't know. That one I don't know. I'm yeah, that's new to me, up. bro. I will look it up, guys. Y'all go ahead and proceed. Always while... thinking outside of the box that no one wanted to think outside of. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. All right. So just for the sake of uh, naming factions, I, I read a list. It was a top 50 list of uh, factions between, uh, I guess it was like, uh, what, the 80s till like what early 2000s, mid 2000s. Uh, give me the top three or what you guys think were the top three factions that were on that list. They're known. They're, they're, everybody knows who, who these factions are, but give me the top three. The top three factions. Top three. Period. Of the list that I read. NWO for sure. NWO for sure. I mean, NWO was number one. 
NWO was number was one. DX. Had to be DX somewhere up there. DX was number three. And four Horsemen. That was number two. Yes, sir. There you go. Ah, too easy. <laughs> what made those <laughs> factions so popular, though? Uh, the hill factor from them. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that DX wanted everyone to suck it, and then I got in tr- I got in trouble in high school because I told my principal <laughs> to suck it one time. So I think I think I think that's why to me DX was fucking amazing because I was just like suck it, suck it, suck it, and I just got in trouble every single time. There you go. <laughs> I think just with the names that are in those groups, that they have yeah. something that that stands out that makes that draws everyone to them because you're used to seeing a big name like you think NWO Hogan. But when you see Hogan in a heel factor with a bunch of other dudes that are being rude and ugly, it draws you to it because you want to see what kind of mayhem they're up to. Yeah. Four horsemen, majority of the time they were playing the heel part, right? Of course, they had their, their baby face moments too. DX, same thing. They were heel, then they went face. But a lot of the mm-hmm. times what it was was just the mayhem that they brought around with them that, that really stuck out. And, and I think mm-hmm. the more people do that the more they want to watch because eventually you want to see either them turn or you want to see a good face faction come and take them out that's the thing like if you notice the 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 factions you listed off like the only reason they made that turn is because people love them so much you couldn't hate them right no matter how bad they were you couldn't hate them and you're like well this is turn them. This makes some money, right? And then you create some friction between friction between some of those those key players in the in the group. What happens? Kevin Kevin Nash gets upset, creates the Wolf Pack, right? <laughs> Boom. DX separates, and you 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 get the the DX Helmsley, right? When when Shawn Michaels exited, he he creates that DX the 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 McMahon Helmsley era. You know, there's you have to find some transitions, and he he bringing in the McMahons. He became a heel again because everyone loved DX. Just like Gabe said, I mean, who didn't say suck it to somebody? Yeah. yeah. Right? Who didn't say or shirt. who didn't do who didn't do too sweet? Yeah. Who didn't do that? Like everyone did it. And it, they were bad guys and you're supposed to hate them, but everyone ended up loving them. And you're like, well, you got you just gotta make that turn. We're gonna make more money, right? Face. And then you have to you had to scrunch up people to fight them to become the heels that people wanna hate. So mm-hmm. it's you know, it, it 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 has some kind of some kind of structure to it. Everything does, really. So, and I think a little a little bit that kind of helped these factions become popular and like who they were is they each had some kind of symbolism to them. So you had DX, and it was like the cross chop. You had NWO, and even Bullet Club. If you want to throw that in there, you got they have this. You know what I mean? The Four Horsemen had this. So sometimes it, it's it's the little things that can make a faction stick out from everyone else. Uh, the real, nation of domination with a fist. Yeah. Real quick to uh, give you all the answer for my question. The Yamazaki Corporation. That was the Four Horsemen in, in Japan? Uh, no, no, no. That, that was here. Uh, Tony Blanchard. Uh, so, hold on. Because <sighs> I'm about to read. Uh, the Four Horsemen morphed into the Yamazaki Corporation in the late 80s due to circumstances behind the scenes with Arnt Anderson and Tully Blanchard quitting the NWA for WWF and J.J. Dillon later jumping ship there too 
to work as a front office executive. Mm. And then didn't they later bring it back to WCW? Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I know a lot of their uh, wives were in it too. I remember reading that. Wasn't even cool. Sid Vicious in there too? Sid Vicious was in the Four Horsemen too, wasn't he? Sid, Sid Vicious was in it, yeah. yeah. He was in it for a little bit. And I bring him up because I, I believe I read that uh, he was going to be the next inductee for the uh, Hall of Fame this year. Oh, yeah. nice. I didn't know that. Undertaker, Vader, Vader. and then Vicious is, is, is rumored to be the next one. Sid Vicious. Every time I hear Sid Vicious, uh, his name, I just think of that video I watched over and over and over again. His leg snapping when he jumped on the top rope. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That... That's the most brutal, like, if, if you're listening right now, after this podcast, go to YouTube and check out Sid Vicious, and I, I want to say, you said Vicious Lake Breaker or something like that. And you it'll put just that pop curse up. on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's the most vicious, like, leg break you could see in a ring, and it was to- total accident, total freak accident. Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, that was rough. It was a, it was a rough one. Mm-hmm. For Never the most part, with a lot of factions that are made, there's usually a blueprint. AEW has been shown has shown us some of that with a couple of their popular factions. Uh, for example, the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. And that blueprint, usually for a five-piece, is they have a mouthpiece, an enforcer, a tag team, and either a high flyer or a technical wrestler to round off the group. I've... Prior to the show, gave the assignment of you guys making a fictional or uh, fantasy faction. Uh, one list, uh, the wrestlers you can mix up from any place uh, from the 80s till the 2000s, and then a second list from 2000s to now. Sound off, guys. I want to hear what you got. Well, real quick, uh, before you go deeper into this, question for you. Do you think that that was the formula at first? Because AEW only had Dynamite, so they were trying to showcase all the talent in one show in the span of two hours. So you had to have five people in a faction so that you could get all five people out there. I think we're seeing now with Death this Triangle... Jericho's blueprint, because they were the first faction to come out on AEW well, on that, the first show. That's all well and good, but what I'm saying is, are you going to see that slowly drip, drift away because you look at Death Triangle you look at House of Black you know, you're seeing three, maybe four guys in factions now besides Jericho's new one uh, are we seeing that kind of diminish a little bit because we do have other shows and stuff like that going on now so you don't have to force feed five on five stuff to get everybody showcased it's I don't very, see diminishing but I do see them doing that because since they've bought Ring of Honor and they do have the rights and a lot of their stuff, we could be seeing those trio tag teams like I mentioned a while back sooner than later. Yeah. So why not have that? So you have those trios and you can get those belts and pass them around. Yep. Now do you create new belts or you do Freebird style? No, no. The, uh, Ring of Honor had three belts. Championship. It was yeah, a trio tag team. Yeah, three man championship team. belt. Three man tag. Kind of like how Lucha Underground did. Mm-hmm. 
or like triple A, how they triple how they do it, triple A. But but would you do that when you're not you're not really putting a lot of emphasis on tag team wrestling, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you do the freebird style, you like Cody said, there's there's a lot of technically a lot of tag teams, right? You can you can round about half those people. I mean, they just put Moxley and Brian together. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not doing anything with them, why would you bring a triple uh, the the triple tag team? You know, like a triple team, like. It it I can see that working the Ring of Honor because it's a smaller promotion, but you get more eyes and you you're not you're already not doing anything with your tag team division. I mean, WWE barely does anything with their tag team division as it is. So it's really like is is it smart play for AW to do that? Or is it just a, a again a crowd pleaser kind of situation? No, when AEW you... tries tries to be different from WWE. Uh, WWE doesn't uh, sympathize um emphasize on tag teams and i don't know why like i i, I personally i don't approve rko rk bro being the champions again the, the, to me they're still not a tag team in real life but um aw gives fans what they want like I mean, if you love wrestling you're gonna love tag team wrestling and then they're they're loaded on tag teams we all know that so they have opportunity to showcase like maybe a tag team tournament or something random in the future, but they could definitely pull off a lot with the tag teams they have now. You see more of the use of the tag teams on Rampage. So mm-hmm. you would see more use of the three-way belt on Rampage. It's under it, it, it doesn't get showcased as much or at least put in the limelight, but if you actually pay attention and watch, Rampage shows a lot of what's going on. And I'm gonna stop because symbiosis exactly man just dropped some bitties again. Woo! Woo! Symbiosis. Woo! Yeah, buddy. Oh yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Oh. I think if he keeps if he keeps dropping these bitties, he we just might just have to the show one day. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have to get on the show. That'd be that'd be dope. <laughs> Cody, make it happen. Yeah, he is definitely aiming to repeat. He said, "Oh, y'all are coming for my championship belt." He he especially yeah. he's like, "Oh, my competition Rand, Randy's on the show today. He he can't get off in this bitch." <laughs> let let me go ahead and I'm going to drop some biddies. I'm keeping this belt. Man of shield. There you go. Dang, the call out. Mm-hmm. Is the call out? Well, well to steer us little... back on track real quick, I will give you what what faction of mine do you want? You want WCW? Do you want new? You want old? You old tell school, me. new school. Let's call it old school and new school. Give me an old school faction. Give me your give me your fantasy faction. I'll give you my fantasy WCW faction then. We'll we'll start with that. And I'll start with my high my high flyer slash technical wrestler. I'll give you my technical wrestler, and that is the Canadian Crippler, Chris Benoit. Uh, I know everybody likes to just pretend like he doesn't exist anymore after what happened, but let's be real, that man was probably one of the greatest technical wrestlers ever, ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. For my enforcer, we mentioned him earlier, Sid Vicious would be my enforcer. My tag team, hell, my tag team could be my enforcer's. Cause the Harlem Heat ain't taking no shit, and <laughs> my mouthpiece is gonna make you feel the bang. Diamond Dallas Page. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. didn't have him on my list at all. Like he wasn't yeah. even a thought, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Now remember, Cody said WCW, but th this goes for any any wrestling promotion. Just you know, we're we're just fantasizing here. What do you got, Gabe? Well, see, the assignment I was given was two factions from the '80s and 2000s to the 2000s to today. Yeah, I just like to be different. I, I do, I do like Cody's idea. He expanded more on it, so I give him props for that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from the '80s first to the 2000s, and I'm gonna cheat a little bit because I, I got into wrestling almost around the time before the Monday Night War started. So I can't be like, oh, Hulk Hogan, because I didn't, I can't, I'll be honest with you, I've seen his matches, but I didn't grow up really watching Hulk Hogan. So I, I kind of cheated. So a lot of mine are like 98 to almost 2000. So it's so, 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 so for my mouth, I'm going to start from my mouthpiece. The man who brings the attention, brings the electricity, he is the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. I'm going to talk about Drain the Walk Johnson. Okay. He's a good wrestler. But I've never been more entertained by anybody else on the mic. He was a good guy, entertaining. Bad guy, entertaining. Like, he was just the man you wanted to be uh, with, associated with, or just having a team if he was on the mic. You wanted that man to speak for you. Of course, the uh, Ford Rockin' would pick the rock. Well, see, of course, I told you. I'm a rock fan, man. I'll show you all my pops later. But uh, uh, so, so, we move, so we move on to my enforcer. I'm going to have someone that... Okay, I admit he was probably around Hulk Hogan, but I admire this man so much because all the stories and the matches that I've seen from him. My enforcer, because he's been in two tag teams. Uh, I'm going to give you his tag team's names, and I'm going to see if someone can catch on and, and realize who my guy is. He was in a tag team called the Mega Bucks and the Colossal Connection. Anybody have, know who I'm talking about? You got me, okay, Stone. That's, that's, that's silent. Nope. So my my enforcer is Andre the Giant. That's a that's a big man. No one wants to mess with. And apparently he was in tag team. So I, I so I learned that. So I learned that Googling this topic. So he was with a colossal connection with Haku, and then in Mega Bucks it was him and Ted DiBiase. Okay. So so now I move on to my tag teams. I I love this tag team. It was my group from ECW. From WWE Monday Night Wars, the Dudley Boys. I cannot hate the Dudley Boys. Like they were, they were power bombing. What was her name? May Young. Uh, May Young. May Young to the stage. Like they were. Uh, they were a big part of the tag team division back when the Monday Night Wars were starting. Uh, and then, and then of course, I'm a, my flyer slash technical wrestler, Shawn Michaels. I cannot hate on my SA kid, Shawn Michaels. To, to to this day, I still praise him for doing more for the for his wrestling mate than actually doing for himself. He'll make anyone look better just be, just to just to have a great match and get the crowd involved. Yeah. And I guess I'm gonna speed up. I'm gonna speed up. I'm gonna go to my 2000s from today. Uh, my mouth. Uh, this this is a little lock shot because I just appreciate what he does now. I'm gonna say Paul Heyman. He's not a wrestler. But there's a reason why Vince still has him on the show, and he he makes the Brock look good, and now he's making the Tribal Chief look good. So I'm gonna say Paul Heyman, my non-wrestler mouthpiece. I'm gonna move on to my enforcer, and for some reason this came easily for me, and it it was Big Daddy Cool Kevin Nash. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like later on towards the w NWO, not Diesel, because he was still the shit as Diesel Swear Jar, but something about Big Daddy Cool. Like, you know, I, 
if you saw, if you saw that dude walking down the highway, I mean, walking down the hallway, yeah, I would definitely would not want to make contact because that that's that's a a fearful looking dude. Super sure. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, I'm excited. This is a good. By the way, this is a good topic. I'm excited about it. Uh, so for for my next for my tag team for this group, Acolyte Protection Agency. I know Firm Firm brought it out next week, but hey, those are just two badass dudes. Bar fighting, slugfest, and knock you out and drink a beer afterwards. So, like, why wouldn't you want that? Not why wouldn't you not want them as your tag team fraction? And then to close it out, as my flyer technical wrestler for today, my boy Ricochet. I mean, I already said what I had to say about Ricochet. I appreciate his art. I appreciate the things he does to entertain us. So, boy, I'm gonna leave it like that. That's my that's my factions from yesteryear and today. Nice, very nice, very nice. nice. I like that. I'm disappointed. I'll say. I'll, I'll go. Oh, no. I was gonna, just gonna say what? I'm disappointed in you because I, I have a WWE faction from back in the day. So yeah. I my my list is old school WWE, old school WCW, old school ECW, and then a new school blend of everything. But my WWE old school, uh, and I'm really, really shocked that you don't have Eddie Guerrero in here as your high flyer. What? 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 You know, you know, I, I love Eddie because Latino he and he's from Texas. But, but yeah, I don't know why that was that just went over my head. Like Eddie Guerrero is amazing, and I respect him, but I guess I didn't think about it at the time. Randiz will bring the drizzle. Shame, shame, shame. Now, uh, yesteryear. Mouthpiece, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is a great mouthpiece. This, this man doesn't know when to shut up, and it's awesome. Uh, tag team, I did bring Eddie. I said Eddie and Benoit. Old New Japan. New Japan style as my tag team. Yeah. My enforcer, my enforcer, I had a little hard time because I, I, I didn't go old, old school. I had said either Undertaker or The Giant. The big show, right? Back in WCW. And then my either high flyer technical, Bret Hart. I mean, the best there is, the best there was. And, well, I won't say the best there ever will be, but definitely a great technical wrestler. I didn't have a high flyer in there. But I think that's a strong that's a strong faction because they all bring something different, but they still kind of tie in together in, you know, in their own way. And two, the new school. Real quick, two things. Uh, shout out Rambo. Uh, Rambo jumping into the chat. Yeah. Uh, much love, bro. Appreciate yeah. that. And, welcome, bro. Welcome. Uh, Randy, would you say, so you're saying Bret Hart is a better technical wrestler than Owen? Um, Yes. Owen's agile, and he, he did have some high-flying moves. You know, I mean, he was... I think he was gaining traction, and and had he unfortunately not passed away, I think he would have surpassed his own brother. But Bret Hart, mm-hmm. like other than Malenko having the man a thousand moves, like Bret Hart had counters for everything. If you watch his old matches, and anyone who did any kind of submission or any kind of hold on him, especially when he was in WCW, like he he just countered it. Like his dad ingrained counters, and in you know it was all defense. It was all, all defense. dungeon baby. It was all defense and. I think again, if Owen if had Owen, you know, unfortunately not passed away, I think he would have surpassed him. Owen was technical. I don't think he was as technically sound as Bret Hart. Do you do you feel otherwise though? Oh, Owen? I 
I kind of see what you mean, and, and maybe that's where I, I should have phrased it. I think Owen had the technical ability as Brett, but he was more athletic than Brett. So his potential yeah. far, far surpassed Brett. I think Owen could have been Hulk he was Hogan a Daniel Bryan. level. A Daniel Bryan back in the day. Yeah, yeah. like it, he could have been amazing, like so much better than being Brown, the only sure. white guy in the lead, uh, Nation of Domination, fucking the dumb <laughs> stuff true. that they made him do. Yeah. No, Crush was in Crush was in Nation of Domination. Ah, true, he, he was, was. and then he went on to make his biker gang. You're 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 right. The, D- the DOA, DOA, DOA. That boy Johnny just came and subscribed as well. Uh, Thank yeah. you so much, Johnny Wild. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, again, guys, we awesome. have 11 viewers right now. The one thing we try and say is we support each other. And Johnny comes in and drops a gift and gifts a sub. To I Die Quick, who is actually this month's VIP for the recap show. So, showing some love, showing some support for all of us. But remember, we are one big group. We are the recap army. Symbiosis comes and drops a hundred bitties. We are getting the hype train rolling here late in the show. Man, make sure we all follow each other. You know, click on the names in the chat, follow each other, show each other love, check everybody out. Thank you guys so much. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for y'all. This is not possible Mm -hmm. without y'all. So to the 11 viewers we have right now, thank you boys so, so much. And girls, if there's any girls watching. uh, Thank you guys so, so so much. Sorry to interrupt y'all. Just had a shout out to chat. That's right. That's more important, the chat. The chat's bringing the heat. There you go. There you go. Uh, my new school list, Rollins, mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that guy, He anything they give him, he turns into gold, realistically. Whether you like him or not, like, he, he's face, heel, you know, everyone loves to hate him. Uh, Rollins is, you know, strong, <laughs> strong on the mic. <laughs> uh, yeah. my, my tag team, the Briscoe Brothers. If you if you ever watched the Briscoe Brothers fight, man, they are a, a solid team. I mean, yep. They're they're bruisers. They're, they do everything. I know Cody's probably watched them. And Hell yeah! Great, 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 great team. Mm-hmm. Uh, my enforcer for me is super easy. I mean, it's Brock Lesnar. Jesus Christ, that dude's a a machine. Like he is literally a machine. That dude can go. He has the stamina. He's a big man, but he can move and. My technical high flyer, AJ Styles. That dude can wrestle. That dude can do high flying. And if you do early X Division TNA, I mean that guy was was what was what Owen Hart could have been realistically. Mm-hmm. I mean no. you you can compare him to the greats. I mean, he's like a Shawn Michaels, but he's also his own, right? He's I mean that's why they call him the phenomenal one because he has his own style. It's unique. It's different. It's a little mixture of Japanese, high flying, technical. I mean, that's that's a rare combination. And I think that with all those guys, not only is it like a dream faction, but their personalities I think will intertwine very well. I mean, I think they all have the kind of the same mindset. Like I'm the best. You know, it's a it's a good it's a good storyline to implode also because they are very arrogant and ego driven. But mm-hmm. I think that would make a strong team for a strong faction for sure. Fernando, 
Well, real quick for before our host goes, I'm gonna give y'all my quick nowadays since I just gave my WCW one. Uh, my mouthpiece is the same as yours, Seth Rollins. Amazing. But my tag team is Malachi and Brody, House of Black. Uh, my enforcer is Randy Orton, and my high flyer is Triple A's uh, champion, El Hijo del Vikingo. Uh, he is my high flyer right now. If you haven't watched him, you definitely need to check him out. The guys that I picked for my new list, you could kind of swap around. You know, Brody could be the enforcer if something happens to Randy. If Seth goes down, Malachi can step up and be the mouthpiece, or Randy can be the mouthpiece as well. They can all kind of supplement each other, and that's why this is my new school list because, man, they're just completely solid, all of them. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. So for my old school, 80s to 2000s, my little list here. My mouthpiece, my number one I'm going to is Hot Rod Roddy Piper. You know that boy can hold a mic. Yeah, he was crazy on the mic too. Exactly. That's why you want someone like that to lead your little group. And you following like him, him as the enforcer, ECW's Bam Bam Bigelow. Because that boy was agile for being a big guy, but he's going to back you up and and, ha and have you right there. And I mean, that'd be perfect for, uh, for, for Piper. For my tag team, the Legion of Doom. Why? Because they get shit done. Swear jar. <laughs> and for my high flyer, <laughs> Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Mr. I mean, you, you got brawlers. You got brawlers. Almost every single person on your team's a brawler, mm -hmm. but they all bring their own their own heat to the They bring their heat sure. because you want someone that's going to bring a good fight. Johnny comes in and gives another sub out to the community. Huge shout out, Johnny Wild! Nice, Woo! We getting oh, it rolling. Hot Thursday night. Hot Thursday. Oh yeah, night. man. Woo! Yes. Now for my new school, I I was kind of torn. That's that's right. Keep that hype train going. I like that. Uh, I was kind of torn because there's so many good wrestlers out there. Like to to make a nowadays kind of faction, it, it's it's tough. But I I stuck with AEW on this. Uh, my first one. And I'm doing this on purpose because I know Cody don't like him. The man himself, CM Punk, because you yeah. already know how he is on the mic. You mean you're doing that because you just gurgle his dick every night? <laughs> Ooh, swear jar. Swear jar. There you go. <laughs> so you're going to be filling up the no swear jar with all that. You're going to be filling the swear jar with all that. And Fern I'm going to get no him shame. to come. Hey, hey Fern, one in your face. Your, your WWE 2K poster that you have there, don't, don't you have Roman's face covered up with CM Punk's? I do. Oh, wow. I do. Because you're the one who prays to the tribal chief. I, I don't. I don't mess with that tribal chief, right? The, he don't want to. Can't, can't so, help that he's better than CM Punk. I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. It's, Wait, who's better than CM Punk? <laughs> Johnny said, where's the girl emote? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the tribal chief is better than CM Punk. Oh, that's yeah, a bold statement. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bold statement. Hey, did, anyway, did Punk hold the title for a record number of days? <laughs> at one point, yes, he did. Yeah, I think he did. At one point. <laughs> he did. No, no, I just mean who who holds the record? 
at the moment the tribal chief. Okay, okay. I was yes. just checking. Yeah. But has he defended it enough? Of course not. Who's going to run home and take it home because he's got leukemia? Apparently the tribal chief. Should have relinquished <laughs> it. Like a real champ. Yeah. Hmm. Gurgle, huh? But Anyway. Oh. <laughs> my enforcer, Wardlow, because he can't enforce. My tag team, the Lucha Bros. And my high flyer for the group, Matt Seidel. Because oh, he nice, also is nice. technical. And he's gotten yeah. more technical over the years. And mm -hmm. he's he's perfected his ground game so awesomely. Hey, but, real quick, what happened to his brother? Like, did they just release him? I, I wanna say he got injured or he just had or he's just doing more indie stuff because he, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. They were trying to push them together, but he just wasn't he he wasn't doing it. Yeah, he I wasn't at that level. He wasn't yeah, at that I, level. I swear I saw them tag team a couple of weeks ago on Rampage. Mm-hmm. They were doing it, but he just, kind of just, he just kind of fell off. So maybe it's just they, they don't have anything for him. Yeah. But my other list I came up with, just because there's so, there's so much good talent to play with in AEW. Um, my my other mouthpiece would be Adam Cole, baby. Yes, baby. My enforcer, and I'm going to pull him away from the house, Malachi Black, being that he is a big dude and agile I, he, he would make a good enforcer my uh tag team i'm gonna pull a couple of guys from the dark order evil uno and Stu grayson the ones who founded uh the dark order because they are an excellent tag team they, they they're very cohesive and for my high flyer and or technical pack because he's another one yeah shoot i would love like to see go at it honestly because that match could probably go on forever. Mm-hmm. That's why we should have Buddy Murphy. Because actually, him and Pac kind of remind me of the same person. Mm-hmm. So, those are my lists. So, what would be... Well, we're, we're talking about factions and blending companies and stuff like that. What's a dream match that if you could book it right now, tonight, uh, a WWE guy versus a AEW guy, who would you want to see? Seth Rollins, Hank, and Omega. Yeah, that's a good one. I was going to say Seth Rollins and Adam Cole. Yeah, they had that chance fought, to do that. Didn't did, did, did they fight when when uh, when Adam Cole was the champ and they brought him to Raw and he fought Brian and then he fought Rollins on Monday? He did that do that already. Or did he fight AJ Styles? I don't remember Adam Cole being on Raw. I think it was AJ. Because they had Survivor Series. They had Survivor Series, and they brought Adam Cole, and he fought He fought Daniel Bryan. I remember that mm -hmm. one. I thought he fought Rollins. I thought he had fought Rollins, or if it wasn't Rollins, it was AJ Styles. It was Rollins. AJ. It was AJ. Okay. I think it was AJ, yes. That sounded familiar, because they, they, it was that one year where they where they decided to pull NXT in for Survivor Series, because yeah. I guess they were missing some people, whatever like that. So mm -hmm. it just all flew, uh, molded together very well. So they wanted to keep right, the energy I go, going. I go Rollins Omega. That's something I want to see. Old what school. about you, Gabe? Throwing the belt, throwing the uh, belt, Rollins. Though. Yeah, I'm still thinking, man. I, I know, I know for sure. For some reason, I, I'm an MJF guy, so I'm gonna throw MJF in there. But if if he's a bad guy, I'm gonna need a good guy. Huh? Versus, Versus the Grizz, Grizz, right? That'd be crazy, right? If the period was the same person. Uh, let me see. If the WWE. Who I want to see beat up, beat up AMJF. 
while you think of that, I'll give you mine. I yeah, I want to see Ricochet go up against Sammy Guevara. Oh, that'd be tight. Done that already. What a lucha! That was years ago. I want to see it um, now. On occasion. I want to see it <laughs> now that they're <laughs> actually more, more technically sound and can do a whole bunch of high flying crazy shit. They've yeah. already done. Go on YouTube. Try again. <laughs> it's old shit, so shut your mouth. Try again. I'm trying to give us something better. Put put asses in seats. I said, you know. yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing the Young Bucks against MSK. Well, I, I feel like they'd be. A, I feel like it'd be a high flight match. Mm-hmm. That'd be but a good one. That'd be sure. nice. I really can't think of who I want to see one on one. That's a good question. I'm gonna have to come back, right? Come back and bring it up the next show, so I can be like, "Hey, guess what I remembered?" <laughs> <laughs> Would y'all think Wardlow have a chance against the Tribal Chief? No, 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 because the Tribal Chief has the Usos, and they're always in his match somehow. Who has any chance against the Tribal Chief? Non WWE. Oh, non WWE. Okay. Solely based off of skill or who you want to see win, realistically? Because apparently he can't be beat. So let's let's play devil's advocate and put someone in there that's non WWE to against the go against the Tribal Chief. Hmm. Somebody dethrone him, please. Who do you got? Oh, man. Why are you guys asking tough questions? What the hell? Because CM Punk can do it. Ha! <laughs> 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 oh, man. He's going to be back up, that's for sure. I still say Omega. I still say Omega. Omega yeah. can... They probably put on... I mean, because Omega's high flyer and... I mean, as much as I don't like Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns is a stronger wrestler now. You know, he 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 can sell some moves. You know, Omega has has the ability to make anyone look good. So, I'd say that would be a pretty good match. They'd probably still give it to Roman Reigns, but I think Omega could take the strap from him. Mox, that'd be funny. Old I would school, love to see that actually. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I would go Mox too, actually. That's a, that's a good pick. You wouldn't go Debray? No. He's more ruthless now. He's not more yeah, ruthless he... than... I just mentioned Mox, who just beat him, and you're telling me, hey, the guy that lost this match, let's put him up here to, to take the strap. And I we picked the winner of the match. I said CM Punk to out of your feathers, and I already did it. <laughs> <laughs> but we all we all know I, I that won. you're I, I won already. You're I won, I won suckling at the penis of CM Punk. So you're we could say, hey, I did what I, did what I needed to do. And I we could say, hey, good. who's gonna go beat the new Brock Lesnar? And you would say, CM Punk. He's he's done it before. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You wouldn't put Malachi Black against him? You don't think he could do it? I think he could, but would they let him? No. No, no. No, they wouldn't. 
Who who do you think they would actually let Roman Reigns drop the strap to in WWE right now? Besides if he Brock? got leukemia right now, if he, besides Brock, if he got leukemia right now and he wasn't gonna just give it up, he was gonna have to fight. Who do you think he would actually drop it to? Seth. Seth. Okay, I I'd, I'd say Seth as well. Seth as well. Austin Theory. Tillian, you know uh, we have an open spot. I mean, if we're just gonna do any old idea, I I have my two year old here who can come in with these ideas. <laughs> Put him on the mic. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear hey, it. Hey, Cody. Put your so money where your diaper is, boy. I'll take your offer, Cody, and I'll take Fernando's spot. You're right. See him bunk the whole time? Jesus, you know what? We'll, on a little intro, we'll just replace my face with his little weak weak body, and we'll, we'll, we'll go that direction. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll do it exactly how he put CM Punk's face over uh, Roman Reigns' face. Reigns. Your poster. Yep. Yep. Your poster. <laughs> just jealous. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hey, there's a reason why he didn't wrestle. He wasn't that good to begin with. I want to see you in a dog collar match. Ooh. Okay, against you. I, I'll take your I'll take your challenge, and I'll, I'll put a dog collar on you and myself, and we'll see who really wins that match. Hell yeah! I just got turned on. Let's do this. <laughs> Belt on the line. Hey, I put. I have. I used to have some backyard wrestling. Come on, friend. You remember those? Let's, <laughs> right, let's go. Here, here's our new co-host. You're gonna take Fernando's spot. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> or you're gonna steal my hat and run away. There you go. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, we've been going for an hour and a half. Uh, yes. yes. Anybody have. have anything they want to add as far as faction goes or anything like that? I know we didn't talk. We didn't talk about him, but the shield that that was a good faction for what it was at the, at the time period. I mean, oh, yeah. you had you had said Rollins was a mouthpiece. I want to say Roman Reigns was the enforcer at that time because I feel like. Roman, Roman Reigns needed the shield more than the shield needed him. Symbiosis so. just drops another hundred bitties Bro, on the show. Yes. Make it, Ooh, make it so man. much, man. Make it rain. Real symbiosis quick. Is pu- symbiosis is putting Cody's kids through college. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Getting Thank paid so in bitties. <laughs> uh, I'll say this real quick. Um we we were listing some of the things, you know, Raven's Flock, Nexus, Four Horsemen, uh, Evolution, DX, Heart Foundation, Shield, The Brood, uh, Ministry of Darkness, all those, you know, New Day. Uh, shout out to the Bullet Club, uh, Aces and Eights, uh, Fortune, the Main Event Mafia, Sanity from NXT, they were big and Undisputed Era. The new stuff, Bloodline, House of Black, Dark Order, Inner Circle, The Elite. But real quick, Evolution still has to be the best, you know, click ever as those four guys total 50 world championships together between those four guys. Yeah. And well deserved. Very, very impressive. Well deserved. Well deserved. Yeah, there was one fraction and none of us brought up and that was the Radicals. Chris Benoit and Guerrero and Dean Malenko. Perry Saturn. Remember that? And Perry Saturn, yeah. There you go. Actually, Perry Saturn was a good technical wrestler. I don't know why I'm just not thinking about that. Yeah, he was also in Raven's Flock. Yeah. Yeah. It's his lazy eye that you forget. (laughs) 
Nice. Well, anything else, guys? Next Wednesday. Live. <laughs> AEW live, baby. Yes. Oh, yeah, man. Who knows? Maybe we can uh, get on there somehow. Recap live on the AEW show. Recap live, baby. <laughs> That'd be crazy, That's man. <laughs> For like three and a half minutes. Well, huge, hey, huge, huge, huge thank you. That rampage. Yeah. Huge thank you to everybody. At one point, we were at 12 viewers holding steady with that. So cannot thank you guys enough. Uh, yeah. You know, we're just, you know, a couple of marks, you know, talking about wrestling. So thank you guys for tuning in. Symbiosis, Johnny, everybody that's come in and dropped <laughs> subs and bits and everything like that. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, this Sunday on the recap show, uh, we are going to have Chad, the bassist from Nothing Lost. He's going to be on talking with us, uh, talking about the new album that they are going to be dropping soon. They are now a South by Southwest confirmed artist as well. Uh, nice. So going to be trying to hopefully make a deal so we can get some of that free swag that they're going to be handing out in the artist lounge there. Uh also going to be talking about music festivals and everything else that are coming up and uh, which ones we're excited for and everything like that. Uh, for instance, in August, uh, Newfound Glory is going to be coming with, uh, oh my God, how can their name escape me? Uh, Newfound Glory is coming in August. I'm super, super stoked to see that. They're coming with a band that I love and I blanked out. Their guitarist is also now the guitarist for A Day to Remember. If anybody knows who I'm talking about. Mm-mm. Oh, man, you guys are killing me. Mighty, uh, mighty Boss Tones. No, I wish. That <laughs> band actually just broke up like a month and a half ago. They finally called it quits. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Funny story about them. That music video when they're all jumping into the milk. Uh, no one told the... Uh, the sax, not the sax, the trombone player with the dreads. No one told him that it was fat-free, low-fat milk. Uh, so he shaved his head after that because he didn't think he was going to be able to get the smell of milk out of his hair. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was milk from Stone Cold's milk truck. I mean, uh, Kurt Angle's milk truck. Uh, no, it was the milk from Stone Cold dumping it onto Booker T. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> So it's uh, Thursday. Keep it wrestling related. Hey, man, before <laughs> we go, shout out to Randy. Randy's a 210. Hopefully we can get him uh, uh, a little more comfortable and uh, mm-hmm. more solid on the show. Definitely. Maybe turn the guest appearance to a, to, a, to a solid uh, keep it four horsemen. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with four horsemen, buddy. Yeah, nothing wrong. buddy. Hey, I so appreciate what... you having me on here. Not not a problem, but from what I'm gathering here, we're going to be looking for a fifth member because, you know, uh, as Fern has said, all good factions need five. So, yeah, if you want to come in with your wrestling knowledge, let us know. We'll be, mm-hmm. I guess we need a another mouthpiece in here. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, who's next? Yep. All right. So, so next week I'll be running the show. I haven't thought of a topic yet, but trust me, it's going to be nerdy and it'll be entertaining. Awesome. Yeah, so if you want to yeah. come be our enforcer, I guess I'll be our mouthpiece as I normally run run the show since I have all the controls in front of me. Uh, Gabe is our luchador high flyer. Uh, 
and then we have our our tag team here uh so yeah if you want to be our enforcer let us know we're we're always yeah. down for for guests and everything like that and and again i i cannot say thank you enough to you guys i i don't want to call it you. up on a thursday night yeah what's up uh real quick also chat hopefully soon we'll have a name i don't want to just say the recap army like i, I don't know why there's i don't want to say that so yeah. we we need a name for our community and our members so chat let us know what you think you know again we we've changed our facebook name to the recap network that way we show the recap show on sundays and we show recap mania here on thursdays so our facebook is now the recap network follow us on there if you have not yet follow us on uh twitch, twitch. we are at 65 65 on twitch i believe i will look right now if you bear with me two seconds i will actually go to the channel and get you an exact yeah we are at 65 followers right now nice on the twitch channel uh so we're what 35 away from the 50 dollars giveaway so tell your friends pass the word around and until next time guys peace too sweet Ow.